enough. Other rappers is delirious. Yeah, it's really that serious. Better holler if you really feeling me. I gotta keep it a hundred, ayy. If you don't like it, then fuck it, ayy. We gonna win in the end, yeah, we gonna live in abundance. I gotta keep it a hundred, ayy. If you don't like it, then fuck it, ayy. We gonna win in the end, yeah, we gonna, we gonna, we gonna. I gotta keep it a hundred. We gotta stop all the stunting. You know we coming from nothing. Yo, you talking about money, you bluffing. We gotta do something different. We gotta change how we live in. We gotta do better for women. We gotta do better for children. We gotta listen to victims, whether Jewish or Muslim or Christian. It doesn't matter your religion. You gotta stand against the system, or else you're just another villain. How you just sitting there chilling? Anyway, everybody, this is Grace. Called to see if you were fine when I know we both remember I'm full of bad decisions, I'll make them all the time You left me with your rhythms, holding on to your goodbye It is me all the sudden, that's the way the night goes Replaying my mistakes like they have their own slideshow I try to list the reasons I should forget you, but I cannot hate you I cannot hate you and I do the most to try and replace you But it's getting old and no, I can't erase you So I stay at home cause if I can't be with you then I'll be alone It's like you died, I'm dead inside I'll you die, staring at the nightstand Wish I never lied I don't know why, never did you right there, but I'm still your hype man How can a person make you love yourself and hate yourself at the same damn time, same damn time? Oh, how can a person make you find yourself turn to something else and break your mind, break your mind? No, all this time I had to color me jaded, the memories called, they get so frustrated All this time I my head on the pavement, just telling myself to get away fake it is me all of a sudden, that's the way the night goes Replaying my mistakes like they have their own slideshow I try to list the reasons I should forget you But I cannot hate you I cannot hate you and I do the most To try and replace you but it's getting old No, I can't erase you so I stay at home Cause if I can't be with you then I'll be alone like you died, I'm dead inside Oh, you died, staring at the nightstand Wish I never lied, I don't know why Never did you right there, but I'm still your hype man Out there on Spotify and all of the platforms that you get your podcasts um, It's me again, Jamar Jabari uh, Welcome to Jamari VLC podcast again, and I have another special guest, Eva Grace. Um, and that song that you just heard from her is uh, her new uh, single that just came out in 2022. How are you today, Eva Grace? I am doing really well. How are you doing? I'm very well. I have coffee, so coffee makes life so much easier. <laughs> That's what a lot of people say, but I try to stay away from caffeine but i will say i just uh had a red bull yesterday so oh wow yeah caffeine can be addictive so definitely 
gotta watch her that. A lot of people don't even know this is a drug. Like I didn't realize that. A lot of people don't yeah. even know that. <laughs> I had somebody argue with me about that. They're like, it's not a drug. I'm like, yes, it is. <laughs> oh my god. Just like people how, think how alcohol isn't a drug, but that's a drug too. Yeah. And it kills more people than half the drugs that we have, yeah. which is insane. It's insanity. <laughs> but um that was kind of dark. But hey, look, it's the truth. <laughs> Caffeine is a drug and alcohol is a drug, guys. <laughs> um, Eva, this song, uh, I cannot I hate you. Uh, mm-hmm. first of all, I love how the name is like a text format. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, that's clever. Because that's literally how people talk nowadays. And I can't even understand them sometimes. <laughs> it would be easier for them to like literally type that up instead of like actually using it. <laughs> yeah. I just thought it was cuter and shorter. So I just like to do that. I don't know. Right, right. I mean, I notice a lot of different artists have different ways to do type of Yeah. Stuff, but- at least it's not like metal bands where it's like a whole freaking paragraph or a sentence. I know. It's so evil. <laughs> it is frustrating though because for smaller artists, Apple Music doesn't let you do the lowercase stuff or any crazy like formatting. Like Apple oh, really? Music just, yeah. So I have it like all lowercase. That's how I intend it to be. And on Spotify, it's like that and YouTube and whatever. But then you go to Apple Music and it's capitalized and it's not how I wanted it to be. I never even realized that. And that can definitely hinder like artist creativity. Exactly. And it's it's frustrating because they, I mean, they let big artists do it. Like, what is the big deal? Why can't (laughs) someone small decide if it's capitalized or not? It's like, it's silly. I mean, I don't know the real reason. So who knows why, but. Wow. Yeah. Do you also produce or, um, cause I always wonder how do, uh, people get their beats and stuff like that. I like I like that um that instrumental. Did you write that or you have a, 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 a connect? So I have a producer that I at least right now I'm solely working with one producer and uh, he he made that beat. I'm not the type of person that can just buy a beat or hear a beat online and want to use it. Like at least for right. me personally, um, it's a very collaborative process and um Sometimes I co-produce on my songs and okay. sometimes it's more, um, the producer's name is Jane Apes. Sometimes it's yeah. like this one in particular was like mostly all him. Like I had some ideas and stuff, but this, he really went off with the production. It's like, it's, yeah. it's pretty cool. And we were very inspired by Weathen. I don't know if you're familiar. Weathen? Um, yeah. What genre? Is he, is he, is Weathen is like is alternative he... electronic, I guess. Okay. Gotcha. But he he produces a lot of cool stuff in the hyperpop space, so we were very inspired by that. And I have um, some hyperpop influence in some of my songs, so mm-hmm. I'm very inspired by hyperpop. You know, as a musician, I definitely um, lose track of how many genres are in the world. So the like, amount of subgenres, I mean, right? <laughs> Especially subgenres, mm-hmm. and it's just like there's always something coming out, and I'm just like, wow, it sounds nice. What is this? Um, so you said that, uh, the, so Weekend is the name of the producer that does, the, that produces this drama, right? I want to be clear. Yeah, he, well, he produces a lot of different stuff. Like he's done uh-huh. work with Oliver Tree. You probably know who that is. 
Yeah. Maybe? Okay, yeah. Um, but he's very experimental with his production, so I'm, I'm a big fan of Weepin. Yeah, yeah. Dope. And what was the genre called again? So I well, I don't. I don't really know what he technically identifies with in the genre world. Uh, I would. I would call him alternative electronic experimental pop. I don't know. <laughs> look, hey, look. I understand. Um, the band that that I'm involved with is called Light Warriors, and we literally play mad different genres. So it's okay. hard to figure out what genre <laughs> to put yourself in or put someone on when they're like that talented. I get it. <laughs> it I mean, but that's the beauty of the music space now is like all the worlds are meshing together. And I mean, there's country artists that make like a more hip hop style song, like like yeah. everything, all the worlds are meshing together. So you could really do whatever you want. That really excites me too, because like there's been such a uh, segregation between different genres, but mm -hmm. now there's like actually bridging and stuff like that. Which really excites me about it knowing like the history like you, you ever watched did you see the new elvis i didn't see that it was really really good a lot of people thought it wasn't gonna be good i noticed that's why they haven't watched it and i was literally like telling people about it, it was like what that went on oh and wow i was like yeah it was because it literally like showed like origins of like mm. where he came from in the church and and also like his favorite superhero was captain marvel which is now shazam DC's always weird with his names. Uh, they always change them. But, um, and he also talked about the, the black pioneers that helped bring rock and roll up and stuff like that that turned it to. Oh, they touch on that in the Elvis movie? Yeah. They, they oh, that's sick. A lot of artists that like were before rock and roll time. Mm. And a lot of, um, it, was it was really educational musically. And I was totally shocked because I did not think that the director was going to go this route. I was just suspecting uh, just a regular biopic. Artist. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> what I would have. That's what I would have expected too. That that's good to know. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, that, literally everybody that I talked to about it, they, they, they have the same response as you. Like, oh, mm -hmm. I did that. <laughs> Everyone just assumed, you know what I mean? And I did yeah. too. It was my girlfriend that literally like. Um, She's like, oh, she I'm saw it first. It. No, she was just like, just watch it. I'm just gonna buy it. I'm just gonna watch it. And then we watched it. And I was like, oh, okay. Because <laughs> I was, it was wasn't really on my list. I know her mom saw it before, but it wasn't really on my list. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm glad I saw it. It's fucking good. It's really good. <laughs> but I feel bad for him. It made me feel bad for him. And then it also made me mad. Oh, really? That he, he like married an underage girl, but it also made me feel bad for him about all the drugs and shit and this guy that played him. And he was telling mm. him to do all these things. It was it was very interesting. It was very interesting. It's also interesting because you don't know what's exaggerated just to make a good story. Because now I'm thinking, like, I don't, I, who knows what's true? Because with stuff like that, I mean, they always exaggerate a little bit just to make it a better movie. So I'm curious right. what's what's true. I mean, I'm sure it, it's all at least loosely based on reality, but that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a YouTube analysis somewhere. There's always oh, I'm sure there is. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, where do they get this information from? Like, like watch Mojo for instance. I'm just like, yeah, like, these guys know too much. <laughs> <laughs> but it's their job; they have to do yeah. this. It's like, how do they figure all this out? Like, I don't know. I could never do that because I suck at editing myself. So it's like, oh, that. <laughs> I didn't know how to do that, but. All right, so how did you 
So we talk about origins because we bring our Elvis and stuff like that. What made you wanted to get into uh, music? Like, what was the, uh, the spark? I mean, I've always adored music, and I've always been a fan of different, um, like, so many different genres and listening and always going to shows growing up. And I always played the piano and sang, like, on my own time. But I never realized, I just didn't realize I could pursue it myself until um, I got, like, uh, got out of high school. And then I, I, like, learned a few things, and then I was like, oh, so this is how, like, people actually do it in a studio. Like, I, I did a cover song of a Black Bear song. Um, I did a cover of a Black Bear song, and uh, I went in the studio to do the whole process, and I completely fell in love with the creation, like, from scratch, and I was like, oh, wow, like, I need to be doing this. So, once I... I scratched that itch in the studio. I have been like hooked ever since. Like I think music is my drug. Like I'm very hooked. So at least it's a awesome. healthy, healthy drug. So right, right. That's totally awesome. And um, we talk about this on the podcast all the time. Like artists are obsessed. The ones that are really, really like doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, you can you can see the obsession in them, and that's such a good thing because it's the only way like to like actually like make it happen you have to have an obsession with what you do like <laughs> you you really do because also you have to like in the song creation process and obviously this isn't the same for everyone but i would say for a majority of artists you have to hear the song hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times to like perfect it to change what you want to change like right. to like throughout the mixing process everything so then by the time you have to promote it you could be sick of it but you need to be that obsessed that you're okay like promoting it and hearing it again and again because it's i don't know people don't really think about that how like once it's out in the world like you've already heard it a thousand times but you still have to be hype on it to like make tiktoks and do all this stuff so it's it's a balance oh yeah it definitely is I mean, you hear about like uh, artists like um, this the guy that, uh, I can't think of the band that made Creep, for instance. Uh, I know this band, Radiohead, right? Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. They make this song called Creep, and they refuse to play it now. I don't know if you knew that because no they were way. so tired. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't the only one. Kurt, Kurt Cobain's like was like that. The Beatles was like that. Certain songs they were just like, uh, we're tired of playing it. And, that's yeah. crazy. That's crazy because <laughs> that's definitely the most mainstream Radiohead song for sure. But but see, yeah. I I can't say I wouldn't do the same thing because I'm not in their position. But I also feel like when you put music into the world, it becomes the audience's music. Like they it's a part of them too. And I would, I feel bad if that's like everyone's favorite song and then you swear off performing it, but they probably performed it thousands of times. So I don't know. That's hard. And then then, like, I guess the fans were like demanding it and they're like, no, fuck this. No, it's not happening today. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I did not know that. That's crazy. Yeah. Kurt Cobain literally like made a statement about it. Like, uh, it was, uh, what was that song? We're all just a danger. I, I can't think of it. 
Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they, he was. Then he like they had like said that he like freaked out one day. It was like, we're not playing this. If you came here to listen to this, go home. Like literally, oh my God. just told the fans what it is. So, <laughs> damn. <laughs> hey guys, rest in peace, Kirk Bay. I'm up drink to that. My little coffee. <laughs> Great guy. I wish I met him. <laughs> Love his music. But um, yeah, I mean, so you said that you mentioned that you uh, learned piano. Um, is piano only the only instrument that you uh, play, or do you play other instruments? Yeah, that that's really the only instrument I truly play. Um, I've always wanted to learn guitar, but as girly as this sounds, like I can't commit to not having long nails long enough to <laughs> learn guitar. So I've like started a couple times, and I'm like, eh, never mind. <laughs> so that, you know, hey, that's actually like something that I mean, if anyone's listening, to this like what she just said is facts. I, I know a lot of female guitarists, and the guitar that they strum with, their nails are like mine, but then the, the other hand that they don't strum with, they literally are it's so nice and beautiful and stuff like that. <laughs> like they literally dedicate one hand. Yeah, the fingers <laughs> that are on the frets like all have blisters and calluses and everything you have to commit to having like permanent calluses to be a a really great guitar player and yeah i don't know i'm i'll stick to having other people play guitar on my songs that's fine with me. Yeah, when i was learning guitar i i hated the fact that i got blisters so i stopped playing just because of that in my oh wow yeah I was so like, what do you oh. what do you play now percussions okay sick yeah and then i also rave. I gotta get back into my percussions. I miss you. I've taken like a hiatus, but I, I'll get back. Okay. <laughs> cool. Um, how did you? So you mentioned that you fell in love with a lot of dramas too. Um, so what? So are any of those? What are those dramas? First of all, the dramas that you uh, enjoyed listening to. I mean, from a young age, I feel like both of my parents were always blasting music, and they particularly were very into house, like dance music. Uh, yeah. My mom more so, so I would always hear house music, and I really like grew up around hearing house. So mm. always loved house, loved pop stuff, and loved like some psychedelic kind of stuff. Mm. Uh, but always like loved a lot of stuff generally. But um, I would say that I'm very influenced by what I listen to around like the age of twelve and stuff. Like I, I love um, like. Uh, Madonna's album. I don't know what it's called. I think the album's called Ray of Light. I don't know, but that song by Madonna yeah, called Ray of Light. You know that yeah. song? Yeah. That, like, era of Madonna, I'm very influenced by. It's like, it, there's, like, touches of it in my music. And also, um, just, like, dancier stuff. Like, I always want to make people either cry or dance. So mm. I'm working on releasing more crying songs. But I, But a lot of my music is, like, a mix of both like the i cannot hate you song like you can jam to it but if you really listen like it's it's a sad song so, yeah i was going to ask you about that because i noticed that you mentioned t uh, drawing emotion like that's mm -hmm. what i felt li listening to i cannot hate you like I was oh like, good well i fucks with the instrumental then i'm listening and i listen to it again for a second time and i'm like oh shit wait a bit <laughs> and then a third time I'm like wait what's really going on here so what what so what goes down it's, it's it's interesting. It's like you're telling a sad story on the very up and <laughs> it's yeah, it's really about because I'm I'm the biggest overthinker. I always look back on stuff. I always think of all the mistakes I made and how I could have done things differently. 
and I always feel guilty about things and I need to like learn to let things go. But this particular song, it's kind of me saying, um, like, no matter how many times I keep looking back at this relationship and keep feeling bad and I, I try to dislike you so that I can like get over you. But at the end of the day, like, I can't hate you. Like, you were a part of my life. Like, you were a part of my heart. Like, I'm never going to hate you. But I'm, like, also saying, like, I, I really feel bad for what I did. And I don't know. So I it's, like, a rage of sadness. Like, when I play the song, it's, like, it's, like, I'm angry at myself. That's, like, the emotion I want to evoke from that. Mm -hmm. Is, is, is this also, like, you cannot hate them as in, like, you forgive them, but you still remember? Um, I would I would say it can be taken any way. Like, it depends, like, how I'm feeling in the moment, how I mean it, truly. Like, mostly I mean it, um, like, no matter how hard I try to, to find things to hate about you, I can't. But it also can, it can mean that, too, that, like, I look back on things that this person did and I'm like, it doesn't even matter. Like, it doesn't matter how you messed up, how you mistreated me. Like, I'm never gonna hate you. I, I don't have it in me, so. Yeah, man, like, that's deep. Because a lot of people, they be ready to like, seek vengeance. <laughs> Straight up, like, I'm gonna get you somehow. Oh my God. Humans are, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so like, so your last album, um oh man i'm sorry your last album name escaped um i actually have... never released an album but if you're referring oh those are all to... eps yeah okay. all singles all singles no eps oh my god i'm sorry no you're okay you're fine <laughs> i must be thinking about something else yes you had all singles so i would that's a good thing because that's the question i want to ask you up next um, about the releasing singles um because you know we, t we we talk about it all the time on um, past podcasts and stuff about mm -hmm. is it is it a good idea when you're when you're uh when you're an artist uh should you drop albums after albums or should you just hustle with a single for time to time um what do you what do you think about that i mean i think that in this modern age when people are becoming more so fans of songs rather than artists it's kind of silly to release an album unless you have a really big fan base uh just because to to build an audience i mean an album could definitely do that but i just feel like releasing a bunch of singles is is more the way to go especially when you're like an up-and-coming artist so i would i would love to release a cohesive project but i just don't see that happening for the next couple of years. So mm. just a lot of struggles okay. for now. Yeah, so it was like, yeah, just make sure you build a buzz and stuff, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good idea, too. Um, some some artists think that, oh, I'm just going to keep dropping projects at the projects. And um, it could go either good for them or go either bad for them. And, like, but it's like you have all this bulk of music and you you gotta like, are you gonna remember all that? Like when you get up or like if you do get a record deal, if you become a really successful independent, um, are you gonna be able to remember all that? Or are your fans gonna want to listen to that or wanna hear like, you 
what you got out there, all your most popular stuff. So really, uh, like, because our band, we, we drop albums, and they're just now, like, getting a, a lot of buzz to it, but it's not um, a lot of albums. only like one or two. I shouldn't even say albums. It's like a few albums. <laughs> but, and what are you guys um, doing to, to promote? Are you guys on TikTok and stuff? Um, so they talked about that, but these are people over 30. So <laughs> it's like a conversation to have like, okay, so how does this work? But, um, Eric Rabaska, um, owns a independent label. He's the lead singer. Um, and so he's able to distribute through that. So we're lucky in that way, but I can only imagine for someone that's not lucky in that way, it's probably pretty bad. Like they're just mm. feeling like you gotta keep dropping a lot of stuff and he's like, I think the single game is the easiest way to like feel like content with trying to like chase what you need to do because you might freak out if like no one's listening to your whole entire album when you're first coming up and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, and you can't expect people to be interested if if they don't get to know you over time. So yeah. like. I think that's why the singles game is so important when you're starting out, just because you have to like get that attention for people to care about a, a full record. Because even big artists now, they put out an album, people just click through, listen to the biggest songs. So if they're not caring about a huge artist, then they're definitely not going to care about a smaller artist. So yeah, I mean, that's just the world we're in right now. Just got to ride out with singles. Short so. attention spans. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, 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 you know, it's, you mentioned how the big artists are, like, doing, like, I don't know what happened, but there's a trend now where it's, like, they're dropping, like, two-hour-long projects or hour-and-a-half-long projects. It's, like, 20 tracks, 30 tracks. Why, who's like, doing that? The only person I know that, um, well, at least as of late, it's, like, Chris uh, Brown. Chris Brown does that. But, like, who who can you think of? Uh, recently, that's oh been doing God! It. It's I mean, it's been a it's been a thing for some reason. My little Wayne did it. Um, Drake has done it multiple times. Okay, um, you're not talking about like Beyonce. this past year. You mean like yeah. in general? Oh, okay. yeah. It, I, yeah, it yeah, started yeah, to become sure. a thing, and I don't get that. And Adele literally dropped the album like that, and she also took away the skip button, so you gotta listen to. Everything oh no way! I didn't all know the way that. through. Well, yeah, she's telling the story. Kinsley told me about that, and I, and I looked it up. I was like, wow, this is interesting. <laughs> Wait, so on Spotify, you can't skip? Yeah, there's no skip button. Wow, that's insane. That's How awesome. the hell is she getting to her. do that? Right? Because, because she's Adele, and she can do whatever she wants. She's amazing. That's crazy, <laughs> though. <laughs> so I'm just like, so I'm just confused. I'm just like, why is that? Because, like, if you're commuting and mm -hmm. say your commute is like an hour or or 30 minutes um mm -hmm. i think it would be really good to like just have like a nice smooth album that people can listen to while they're commuting like in 30 minutes or so like yeah or put that on repeat literally jamming and stuff at work all day and stuff like that um it's just because they don't do big they haven't did big lps like that before like usually what it was like 13 mm -hmm. tracks at least um, for regular albums, so I wonder what is the motivation with that. Because, I mean, maybe I'm just like, I don't have time. If other people have time, maybe I'm just being selfish. Because <laughs> it's like I don't have time, but other people probably do have time. 
Yeah, I don't know. And I think it's such a, like a generational thing too. Like the younger you are, the less likely you are to listen to a whole album. Because I, I also think like, I don't know, like, it's weird. I associate more with like the whole TikTok era. So now I'm like going away from listening to a full record. Like I find myself only doing that if it's like an OG artist that I really respect. But otherwise, like I'm guilty of just clicking around in an album too. So it, it takes a lot for me to want to really listen to a full record. Right. 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 And that's hard to want to like have a no skipper like i'm i've known some artists that have done it in my opinion like i feel like doja cat definitely last album was a no skipper mm. not everybody can be like doja cat yeah skipper. <laughs> have you heard doja cat last song that, that shit is that's funny you mentioned i i just um <laughs> when it first came out i listened to the album in full and then i haven't listened to it in full uh since then actually but the other day i was listening to the album like going through songs so i was like oh like there's not a bad one on here actually <laughs> yeah i was so shocked by that i was like jesus who is she working with <laughs> yeah i mean she's working with the best and she's the best so great i mean yeah she literally climbing the charts as a female rapper a lot of people don't want to consider her a rapper but i'm like dude she raps every time i mean she does everything she raps sings she has sings, amazing yeah. vocals like she's fire yeah, I know. And that's that's what I'm see, Eva, that's my envy with, with uh, the new age hip hop because I can't do that. I can't rap and sing. <laughs> <laughs> if I could sing, oh my God, I wouldn't need half these people that I ask to like do a project. <laughs> that's that's, like, that's how Drake Yeah, that's how Drake changed the game. Yeah. He was he was like screw a feature, like I'm just gonna sing on my own hooks. <laughs> and, now, and now everybody does it, yeah. That's freaking dope, man. That's freaking dope. Nicki Minaj, too. Um, oh my god, I just lost my training car. This happens sometimes. But it's okay. Um, <laughs> so, my thing, my thing is um, Black Bear. You mentioned that you did a cover for Black Bear. I'm a Black mm -hmm. Bear fan as well, too. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, Black Bear is definitely like an interesting person. First of all, I was confused about his name the whole time. <laughs> um, who, is, who else do you uh, admire, like Black Bear? Like, do you have like who do you think right now um, is a really really good artist right now that you listen uh, to? Tame Impala. I always say Tame Impala. I'm just, I just love Tame Impala so much. Um, Tame that. Tame Impala and Drake are my top of yeah. all time. Everything. So. Everything? Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, well, Drake um, has literally passed a lot of records. Maybe I'm a hater. I don't know. <laughs> well, it, people have differing opinions of Drake. Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm just an OG fan. Like, I love, I just respect the F out of Drake. Like, I just think right. he's the best. So, why? Are you kind of a Drake hater a little bit? I mean, I like his old stuff. It's just that his new stuff is not catching me like it used to be. But mm -hmm. I respect the fact that he's such a student of music. Mm -hmm. Like, I hear about it all the time from, like, uh, legendary artists from back in the day. And 
throwback artists that talk about, yo, man, like I went to this concert and Drake came up to me, all cheese and shit, like talking about how he loved my music and wants me to hop cop on the album. Like he knows everybody. And that's, I respect that. I respect sort of that. Cause that's, that's something that I would do as well too. I mean, I'm like that already. Like I just get gaga over all of my, all of my Connecticut fellow artists and stuff. Mm-hmm. And treat them like royalty because they're my they're my people and stuff like that. And <laughs> I want to treat them the way I want to be treated. Like Jahan Nostra, I love you, man. By the way, <laughs> um, like I, I I respect that, and I think that I'm just hating because they're trying to say he's the best rapper when he's more than that. He's like literally like the artist. Yeah, being just a rapper. Yeah, because I'm like no. There's other rappers. <laughs> well, it's so hard because I, I love the whole debate of like who the top rappers are because yeah. there's so there's so many different factors that go into it. Like number one, obviously, are they a true lyricist? Number two, do they have the tone? Like it does their tone sound cool? Because you can have the best lyrics, but if you don't sound cool, then I mean it's not really that cool. And then three, right. is it catchy hooky and can withstand the test of time that's why for me i know you don't like it but i think drake is the best rapper because like he you cannot beat drake's tone you really cannot to me like if we're just talking lyrics i feel like j cole is amazing but if we're talking about tone and catchiness and I don't know, like Drake just wins in every category for me. So Yeah. I, I would say that he's more melodic than mm-hmm. J. Cole and he uses that to his advantage very yeah. sharply. How do you feel about the genre switching up and stuff? Like everybody's like switching. See people the people were hating on the house. I think <laughs> it's so cool that he just said, F it, I'm gonna put out a house album, who cares? Like that is so cool and that came out of nowhere. <laughs> I know. It was such a surprise, but I, I did not expect that at all. Like, literally, right. that was the last thing I thought. But right. he's beaten records in every category. What's left for him to do? He's like, oh, I want songs that people will play at festivals. DJs will play in the clubs. Like, mm-hmm. bet. Okay, cool. Like, beat those records, too. Like, I don't know. It's just like he's he's at the point where he could do whatever. So I, I think it's cool. How did you yeah, feel about I, it? I respect it. I mean... I heard it, and then I was like, okay, it's interesting. Yeah. And then I heard Beyonce's, and I was like, all right, she's doing something different, too. Um, this is what y'all want to do. But I do have some, like, joints with Drake Dice that I, I love. I would say, listen, like, even though I don't listen to his music as hardcore as I used to, uh-huh. even though, like, I feel like Scorpion was his worst album ever, there are still, like, songs out of the albums I don't listen to that play on the radio that I'm like, oh, okay. That sounds yeah. fire. Like he still he stays he stays current no matter what project he drop, even mm-hmm. if it's like his least his least or his best. He always yeah. has some hit on there that makes everybody like, okay. Yeah. You're a man. <laughs> <laughs> That's consistency. It, it is. Mm-hmm. I respect that. A lot, of, a lot of artists can't be consistent. It's hard because you know, I mean I think about like I'm a huge metal fan as well too. And I think about how all the metal bands that go pop. And mm. they definitely did around my era when I was coming up. How, like, you know, my kids were always not even, like, doing yeah. um, anything close to hardcore. Oh, my gosh. What My Chemical Romance is doing now, I was, like, 
Is that even My Chemical Romance? Like, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, Paramore's not a metal band, but like they even switched it. Breaking Horizon switched, and they were like one of my favorite post metal bands. Like, they just, I guess it's just, <laughs> yeah, the, it's like if you're more radio friendly, there's more money in it. I, yeah. So who, I mean, who knows the real reasons with all that? But yeah, it it must be hard, like when you have so many people involved too, because at that point your team is huge and everyone's counting on you to make money to like feed all these people and you're like i guess i'll just go more mainstream like it, right, it makes right. sense but it, it does suck right and like do you feel do you feel um because it does work out for other artists i would say but you don't expect it with certain genres that's probably what it is it's just a shot mm-hmm. trauma that you like you pop something in and you're ready to hear like screaming or something and then they're just like doing like pop lyrics and you're yeah just like, wait a minute <laughs> but then there's also pop stars that go uh hardcore as well too like they switch up and everything like do you so like you're you're mostly uh like ele- electronic now right but do you see yourself switching in the future well interesting question because that's actually something i struggle with so much because mm-hmm. i feel like as an as an artist, as an individual, like by myself, I, I'm like an indie girl at heart and I would make indie music, but in collaborative efforts, I lean way less indie and I like way more music than just indie. So my point in saying all this is that, um, in music that I'm going to be releasing in the future, you're going to hear like way more indie influence and Um, stuff that leans less electronic but I love pop and I love electronic music so there's always going to be touches of that um, Mm -hmm. in my music but yeah I I do see myself wandering into the indie pop world I think every musician and artist do that though Mm. you know but it's always the timing if it becomes like a big career thing yeah because because honestly, at the end of the day, artists are just in love with music. And they, when you listen to their playlist, they're not just going to have like what they play, their genre on there. They're going to have so much other stuff. Like People look at my thing and they're just like, Jesus Christ, bro, you went from Nigeria all the way to the <laughs> UK and now you're back in America. <laughs> and then you go to Latin America. Like It's like, it's like you, get a, you get a tour. You get a yeah. tour with certain yeah. playlists. And I don't think it's anything wrong. I think it's just the, you know, how the fans are going to feel and stuff like that. And then the fans, mm-hmm. the real fans, have to accept that you can change, that you have different perspectives, which I can't with Paramore for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I can't let them. I can't let them go. I want them to go back. <laughs> but there's I know. I feel you. <laughs> hey, Williams, I want you to like do one more, just one more <laughs> alternative album, one more. <laughs> they might. They might. You never know. They could. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> no, you're fine. I, I have a little say- cold, guys. I apologize if I sound sick. Sorry about that. Were you going to say, Eva? Oh, I was just going to say um, what you were saying, how the true fans, like, they grow with you or follow along, like, yeah. as you change your style. I mean, I'm like... I'm like loving on Drake too much in this episode of your podcast, but like, that's how I feel about Drake because 
he could go any direction. And just because I respect him so much, I like, I'll be like, okay, why did he go there? I like, if I don't like a song, I'm like, I'll listen again. Like, maybe I didn't get it. Like, I didn't get how he did it. It's like, it's like, OD. I just like, I respect him so much that I, I even like try to listen to the ones I didn't like to like, to understand. But have you ever heard yeah. of one, any of his mixtapes like Heartbreak Drake? Or, yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Oh shit, you a you a real Drake fan? Okay. <laughs> no, I, I really am. <laughs> Nobody knows about the Heartbreak Drakes. Um, I love I love the Heartbreak Drakes. They're hard to find now. I'm trying to find them because they were mixtapes. That's funny. So you're in love with the old like when yes. Drake was like really young, yeah. <laughs> Mister October, very own Drake. <laughs> See, I miss when him and the weekend were boys and they were yeah. helping each other as they were coming up. Like I would love if they collaborated now. Like it would be yeah. unreal. It would be unreal. Yeah, they're, they're literally on top of the world, both of them. They're literally mm -hmm. like big as hell. Like the weekend cannot do anything wrong. He literally drops hits after hits. Oh my god. People are comparing I agree. Michael Jackson, which I don't think they should. But there's no comparing, horrible. but the weekend is <laughs> the weekend is amazing in his own right. He is he's sick. Right. So besides the weekend and Drake, who else you want to do a feature with? <laughs> a feature? Um who would I want? I don't know. Uh do you know who Upsol is? Yes. I think Upsol oh. would be a cool feature. That was one of my questions I was going to ask you. Because um Upsaw is, uh, I, I never knew who she was until my partner started listening to her. Okay. I didn't know who Blackberry was until my partner started listening to him, too. Um, Upsaw is very, very interesting. Very interesting choices of how she does things. I, I, I like trying to analyze artists and stuff. <laughs> like, she seems different and unique, you know what I mean, from the average, like, like pop star or something like that. She's like, really, really talented. Like yeah. I don't I don't know if you've seen any of her um, YouTube videos at all, but yeah. uh, she can play like hella instruments, and she came right. from a musical background like her family. So I really respect her whole process. Like she seems really cool. Yeah, and that's that's freaking dope. And I get jealous because I'm like, I wish I was like a music prodigy, like Prince, and do my whole album with every instrument. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> that's what I respect so much about Tame Impala. Because yeah. it's just one dude that writes everything, plays every instrument. It's like mind blowing to me that he can create amazingness from nothing. Like it is, it's so sick. Yeah. So we're getting down to the wire here. I want to thank you so much for coming on. Um, I think my last question um, is like, what is your writing process? Like, how do you? Get ready to prepare to to write music and stuff. Do you have a ritual or anything? Uh, honestly, it it all depends. It's it's usually pretty organic. Like sometimes it's just me at the piano, and then I bring the idea to the producer that I work with, and then he'll like produce it out. Um, sometimes he's playing guitar, and then I start singing something to the guitar, or he makes a a beat, and then. Um, I write to that and then we change the beat a little bit. It, it really depends. So if I'm feeling really sad and emotional, most likely I'll be at the piano writing something sad. So if it's a 
sadder leading song that it was probably written at the piano. Um, but if it's more fun, it was probably in the studio, just messing around with production and I don't know. Usually like freestyling till I like what I'm singing. So yeah, that's a dope concept. I do that as well, the freestyling part, because you just end up like coming up with ideas. It's mm -hmm. like, oh, that's dope. Write that down. And usually, <laughs> usually your first inclination, especially melodically is like the best one because whatever came naturally to you is going to sound easy and natural like on the song and the listener will hear that too so freestyling is a great way to find like the best melodies yeah i always tell rappers that you know when we talk about music like young rappers mm -hmm. they, i always tell them like yo freestyle all these old beats man it's gonna help <laughs> like, with your flow and everything like mm -hmm. they're like really i should like yes yes you should you should, because you get all these different varieties of flows. It helps. Yeah. People always talk about, oh, they're already using the same flow and stuff, but you notice the ones that don't, because they that's what they did. They freestyle this mm -hmm. a lot of different shape. Um, you mentioned the emotion part. Um, that was the question I wanted to ask earlier, but mm. you just reminded me, so that's great. So actually, this is the last question. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, so with, with emotion, with, with emotion um, a lot of people pretend to think that artists that write emotional music are depressed. Mm. Um, and I always thought it was like both ways. Like, I, I think, I don't think Drake is depressed. I think they yeah. tap into that type of emotional state, which allows mm -hmm. them to create good craft for, off of it. Um, what, how do you, how do you feel about it? Do you think that most artists are depressed that, that make great depressing music? Uh. At least to write sad music, you have to really, at least you felt really sad at one point that you can touch on it or think about that time. Um, so I don't think most artists are depressed. I don't, I don't know. I can't speak for other artists. I think that most artists are probably empaths and feel more than others. Like I feel like creatives in general just are very in touch with their emotions and are super self-aware and stuff like that so at least they're definitely more aware of emotion right. so they can they um, can communicate about it in a song and i think that's talented as well too mm -hmm. kind of it kind of reminds me of like the craft of acting um yeah how you how they teach you to tap into certain things before mm -hmm. you uh, go on stage for certain um, scenes and stuff like that yeah um it's a skill this really is a skill um, I think it encourages you as well, too, to be a better writer as well, too, um, because it makes you more versatile. I don't know. I just, because you see all these memes from Drake, it's an in, in instance, um, you're always like, yo, he's at home crying about some girl right now. <laughs> mm -hmm. Calling her on the phone, she's not picking up because she's with Future. So, like, I saw something crazy. <laughs> the crazy status that they always get on him about being more yeah. Like, I hope he doesn't see this though, because I was drinking, like, yo, screw all of you. Like, <laughs> but also, he's he has so much going for him, he probably sees it and just thinks, like, I don't care, talk about me. Like, who yeah. cares? Like, yeah. I like he's doing the best thing, so. Or maybe he, it does hurt him. I don't know. But I feel like he feeds, he feeds into the memes. 
like back when Hotline Bling, like the video came out and people were like making memes about his dancing. I feel like he feeds into it. Like he doesn't even care. I love to see people dance like that that don't want yeah. to dance. I love seeing that. Like that's the emotion that I want to give you. I want y'all to prove like that. That's so cool. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but he dances like a dad a little bit, and I mm -hmm. thought it was adorable. I was like, okay. <laughs> but it's cool. He's he's not trying to be someone he's not. Like he leans into like how he dances. Like it's I don't know. I thought it was funny. <laughs> right. All right, well, Eva Grace, I don't want to take any more of your time. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. And yeah, thank you thank so much for having me. I'm glad, we, yeah, I'm glad we got to talk about Drake for an hour. That's, that's what I love to do. <laughs> it's all right. You love Drake. And, and yeah. also, like, we had a really great conversation about just your craft and music in general, um, which is so dope. And I hope that um, you do so much so much well in the future and stuff like that like i like your music and i think it's really really dope and tell kenzie i said what up too if, wait i don't even know if y'all like talk like i don't that. know who that is <laughs> <laughs> you just have the same publishers that's all that is all right um, <laughs> um well uh everybody thank you so much for coming on and listening um and i hope everyone have a really good day even do you have any last words yeah thank you so much for listening and um if you ever want to ask me any questions or talk about music or drake just hit me up on instagram um you can find me on any social media i'm eva grace the letters i am and then eva grace and yeah if you made it this far thank you so much and thank you jamar for having me yeah and uh, have a good night and good night everyone Period, yeah. I'm a black, brown, and indigenous. Gotta holler if you really feeling this. Gotta holler if you really real enough. Other rappers is delirious. Yeah, it's really that serious. Better holler if you really feeling me. I gotta keep it a hundred. If you don't like it, then fuck it. Ay. We gonna win in the end. Yeah, we gonna live in abundance. I gotta keep it a hundred. If you don't like it, then fuck it. Ay. We gonna win in the end. Yeah, we gonna, we gonna, we gonna. I gotta give it a hundred. We gotta stop all the stunting. You know we coming from nothing. Yo, you talking about money, you bluffing. We gotta do something different. We gotta change how we live in. We gotta do better for women. We gotta do better for children. We gotta listen to victims, whether Jewish or Muslim or Christian. It doesn't matter your religion. You gotta stand against the system, or else you're just another villain. How you just sitting there?